Hey there, welcome to Walking Alongside Perspectives, a combination of short monopods as well as some conversations with cool folks covering various topics based on what is going on in the world, focusing on the broader theme of perspectives. As Friedrich Nietzsche said, there are no facts, only interpretations. So let's get into it with this episode. Thanks for being here. Ah, winter. It's been an up and down start to winter this year. Freezing cold, unseasonably nice, and back to freezing cold. Normally winter can be a time to enjoy outdoor activities. Skating, skiing, both kinds, snowshoeing. The only downside for most of us though is that with the cold and requisite snow also comes the other inescapable activity. Shoveling. The only people for whom shoveling is not a thorn in their sides are those that live in condos where someone else does it, those that are smart enough and or can afford to pay someone else to do it, or the people that don't give a crap about city ordinances and just figure that what mother nature giveth, mother nature will taketh away all in due course. I don't hate shoveling the snow as much as it is an irksome activity to have to do so frequently. That is particularly true on those days where it just doesn't stop snowing and you know that you will be out there again in a few hours And if you put it off now, it's going to be a monumental task later, so better to just do it, even if you could theoretically start over when you finished. I also hate waking up in the morning and seeing that it snowed overnight, because on days when I'm working at the office, it means there is an additional 20 to 30 minutes added to the time that it takes to get on the road, and it's just a pain. Chris and I watched the Polar Express the other day, an annual tradition that we still keep even though Daphne has recently sworn off all holiday festivities or shows that are deemed too babyish. And I remarked that I love the snow that is falling outside the house with no footprints, save those of Hero Boy. He hasn't got a name, I checked. And the train, of course. But the reality is that I would be so annoyed on Christmas morning that I would feel compelled to shovel it before we could open presents. It's a sickness, I know. Likely a remnant of growing up in a house where everything was always neat, tidy, and put away, and possibly some underlying mild OCD. Anyway, in the movie, it's beautiful and peaceful, and in reality, it does really add something Christmassy to the overall landscape and is honestly imminently preferable to the brown Christmases we have had a few times. Because let's face it, they aren't green in Edmonton in December. The remnants of the snow that did fall, likely an off-brown color from the sand and muck they put on the roads, and the brown grass and the remaining leaves that either didn't get raked up or decided to fall after the first snowfall make that a particularly unappealing aesthetic at Christmas. So snow has its place for sure, not the least of which we need it for moisture in the spring and also to keep the bunnies that are white from becoming easy pickings for the predators. But shovel the snow we must, and most people do. And on Luna's and my thrice daily jaunts around the neighborhood, I have observed that there are a variety of styles or preferences of shoveling the snow, not all of which are particularly neighborly. Let me preface by restating that I don't love shoveling the snow, and I would argue that there are lots of people who agree. There may be some enthusiastic souls who just like the opportunity it gives them to get outside and get some fresh or frigid air, as the case may be, but I suspect that they are generally the exception rather than the rule. It was because of the snow shoveling that I got to know our one neighbor in Forest Heights quite well, because we somehow ended up on the same shoveling schedule and so would exchange a few pleasantries as we tried to find room for the ever-growing piles of the white stuff. When people build garages and pour driveways, I don't know that it is always with snow clearing in mind, because there are quite often literally no clear or open spaces to put the snow, especially when it really starts to accumulate. And our poor neighbor had to heave it over his fence because there was just nowhere else it could go. We pushed it across the lane to the no man's land strip of grass, but we still got yelled at by that neighbor alleging that the snow was ruining the fence. 
We tried then to make a pile rather than push it straight up against the fence, but suffice it to say, they did not give us Christmas cards. It was all very childish and they clearly didn't share the same neighborly spirit of us against the snow, but fortunately, that is all now water under the bridge, at least for us, because we moved. And what we found when we moved to Argyle was that there was a lot more of the surprise snow removal that would happen overnight or during the day when we were at work. And so it has become a bit of a competition to see who gets out early or quick enough to do the three houses that participate in this bit of snowy camaraderie. And there is evidence of that sort of thing throughout Argyle. You can tell by which paths to the houses have been done, not just the sidewalks, on who was the quickest neighbor to their shovels. But over the course of the winter, I think that for the most part, it generally evens out. I think that is something that is an easy kindness and a lot easier and more stealth than, for example, sneaking in and mowing someone's lawn. You can also tell which houses belong to the get it done before I go to work or I'll do it when I get home folks. And by and large, most people are well within the 48 hour requirement. But there are always the exceptions. The ones who let it accumulate and get packed down and in many cases become icy and treacherous. And then at some point, invariably, you see them out there with the scraper and the shovel and they are trying valiantly to get that packed snow up and cleared. And I wonder why they don't save themselves all that unnecessary hassle and do it when it's fresh or at least on the same day and save themselves all that work. And then there's also the style of shoveling. There are those that do the first pass along the length of the sidewalk and then clear all in one direction. Some like to go right to the edge of the grass, others a bit past it. I tend to fall into the latter category and Chris into the former. The struggle is real. Some people don't mind the little triangles that remain if you don't overlap the shovel width sufficiently, while others need for all the snow to be neatly removed. And some look like they were just hacking in any direction and doing whatever they could to fight up a banshee that was clearly attacking them while they were shoveling it. It appears so haphazard. And then there's the depth of the shoveling, all the way to the concrete, or leave a hard-packed layer that allows the shovel to slide more freely over the next dump that falls. I have too much of my dad in me to be able to leave triangles of any kind or any type of accumulation on the sidewalk, so I have to scrape out much more frequently than is probably strictly necessary, especially on the driveway. Chris could give a crap, but I needed to be as cleared of snow as is humanly possible. At the end of the day, it honestly doesn't matter how people do it. They do it like they like it or have the time and energy to do it. But I am glad when it does get done, and so frankly does Luna. Because on those stretches where the wind really blows and big drifts cover the sidewalks, she really needs to leap like a sled dog to get through. And as she is, as you have heard, descended not from wolves but guinea pigs, it's really a challenge. Though it's honestly too cute for words to see her leaping like a champion all kitted out in her I'm barely a dog winter gear. But that brings me to the shoveling etiquette that shows evidence of less than neighborliness. Again, I get that for some people it can be a real struggle to get out there and clear the snow. But the reason we clear snow is to make the sidewalks passable for people. All people. The mail person, delivery people, parents with strollers, folks with walkers or wheelchairs or canes, or those that just don't have the same balance and mobility as perhaps they once did. So when I have to walk over the pile of snow that is left at the edge of the property line, and I'm talking pile of packed snow here, I can't help but wonder, what was that person thinking? Why leave it in the middle of the sidewalk? Why not just push it off to the side? That small ridge where the snow falls off the edge of the blade as you shovel in that semicircular path to get it to the yard of the boulevard, that's one thing. But a giant pile of packed snow that Luna literally has to jump over seems a bit excessive. I can step over it, Chris can step over it, and yes, even Luna can bound over it. But if you have a stroller or are in a wheelchair, that's more than just tough sledding. It's honestly kind of ignorant. Then there's the piles of snow that are left at the curb cuts. You know, that part of the sidewalk on the corners to allow easier access from one sidewalk to the road and then to the other sidewalk, right? Well, when the snow gets pushed off the sidewalk and piled in front of the curb cut, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that it's gonna be really hard to cross that road because there is a huge snowy impediment in the way. 
it would literally take maybe an extra 10 to 30 seconds to push it off to the side. And if you were feeling really generous to clear the snow on the road just far enough to make it easier to push that stroller or pull that wagon or maneuver that walker safely across the street. It takes so little effort and would make such a world of difference for the folks that regularly have to traverse those sidewalks. It's a wonder to me that it happens at all. So don't even get me started on the city of Edmonton for allowing their snow clearing vehicles to push the giant windrows of icy brown compacted snow onto people's sidewalks. Seriously, especially if they've had to clear their sidewalks and they've done a good job only to have it literally get dumped all over. So now on those sidewalks, you have less room to walk, roll or wheel, and you have to navigate the mini brown glaciers that litter the sidewalk. Like seriously, what are they thinking? Having never driven a snowplow or grader, I can't obviously speak to how hard or easy it is to get those things to do what you want, but I have seen some pretty precision earth moving and snow plowing, so I know it must be possible. The blades can be angled such that the stuff they are moving doesn't get pushed onto the sidewalks while still creating windrows that will allow car and bus traffic to move freely. It's laziness and the attitude of, well, I don't have to walk along those sidewalks that results in people making that kind of ignorant decision. And yes, I'm calling it an ignorant decision. Maybe it's not always deliberate, but I've seen them sort of look behind them to see what they're doing and leaving in their wake, and it would be honestly such a small matter of making a tiny adjustment to do better. Again, I'm not driving the snowplow in the wee hours of the morning, but if those that are thought about the people that would be having to walk along those sidewalks later on, it would be my hope that they would want to do better. Winter should be a time where we think about the fun things like snowmen and sledding and sleigh rides, but it's also the reality that we live in for an average of six months a year. We absolutely should make the best of it. Bundle up and get out there and enjoy when the wind chill allows. And until that spray that makes snow disappear, like in the sequel to Frosty the Snowman becomes a reality, we'll all be out there, shovels and occasionally scrapers in hand to clear the path for those that walk along them. We might want to think about shoveling for our neighbors on occasion or making sure that we keep the access points accessible. It's all part of living in a winter city. And when we all do our part, we can all make the most of what constitutes half of our year. So shovel with kindness, and while you do, you can think wistfully of the warmer days that are now a mere three and a half, maybe four months away. Happy shoveling. Thanks for listening. If you have ideas for a topic, or even better, a perspective to share, I would love to hear them and share them, ideally in a conversation with you. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and throw a comment my way or share with friends. For better or for worse, we're all in this together. We have exactly one world to share, so let's make it the best one it can be. Until next time, take good care. Ciao for now.